Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Then as he said unto them, I am he, they, the, the soldiers, the, uh, this mob, they went backward and fell to the ground. As Jesus declared, I am he. As he declared that he is the great, I am, I am he. The power that went forth made them stagger back and fall to the ground. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome back, everybody, to another Bible study adventure. Right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, we've been having a dynamic time, and I'm so excited that you decided to join me once again. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled The Miracle Man. Jesus is the Miracle Man. And I've been just so excited every week to come back and bring you the rich Word of God. Thank you so much for your faithful viewing and listening. We've been having a great time together, and I really, really, really do appreciate you guys so very much. Remember, you can go to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can see the entire series, as well as on our Roku channel. If you have Roku, check it out. Find us, uh, just do the, a channel search. Look for Kingdom Rock TV. I know it's going to bless you. All right, and don't forget, everybody can go to the website once again and leave us your comments and prayer requests. We'd love to hear from you. I really would. All right. Well, today is the final part of the Miracle Man series. Oh. Yes, I know, I know. Oh, but we've been enjoying it. It had to stop sometime, but uh, we're going to start in a new series really soon, really soon. Uh, so make sure you stick around with us, okay? All right. So our journey concludes here in John, the 18th chapter. This is the final miracle uh, that the Lord Jesus performs in the way of healing someone else. Now, we know uh, the greatest miracle was his, uh, was his resurrection, right? That's the greatest miracle altogether. But this is the last miracle as recorded in John as he heals another person, a physical healing, right? So we're going to look at this, and I love this. This all takes place. Uh, after the Lord's Supper, and Judas goes out and betrays him, right? And he takes, the Lord Jesus takes his disciples uh, and to pray, and this is where he is going to pray, uh, really that heartfelt prayer, you know, and he's, he's going to pray before the crucifixion process. And so he, he prays, and the Father strengthens him, and the angels come and strengthen him. I mean, it's just a powerful, powerful time. Now, the Gospel of John does not actually record that prayer when he, when the Lord went away and prayed and came back and found the disciples asleep. No, that's in the other Gospels. So we're going to stay with John. But in John 17, this is where he really prays for us. And the other Gospels don't record that. So we get a good rounded picture uh, in all the Gospels. So I want to show you something here in John, and then we're actually going to have to go over to Matthew and also to Luke to get a good rounded picture of the account of this last healing. Oh, awesome. I can't wait for you to see it. All right, so let's just get into it. John 18, 
Let's look at verses 1, uh, 1 through 13, and we'll stop along the way and talk about it. Thanks so much again for being with me. Yay! All right, let's get into it. Calm down, calm down. All right, here we go. All right, so John 18, verse number 1, and it reads like this. When Jesus had thus, rather, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Sidron, where was a garden into which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. For Jesus oft time resorted thither with his disciples. He went there often with the disciples. Verse 3. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Stop right there for a second. Here's the scene. This is the betrayal of Christ, right? Judas uh, is going to betray him with a kiss. The other gospels bring that out, but not John. Judas already says before time, whoever I kiss, that's the one that you need to take, whoever I kiss. And so Jesus, or rather Judas comes and he kisses Jesus and he says in that kiss, he's saying to, the, to his band of followers or rather to the, to the soldiers, those that are coming with lanterns, it says, and torches and weapons. So they're coming to arrest Jesus to take him away for the crucifixion. Now, one thing I want you to see here is that they're coming with weapons, uh, obviously swords and, and some other uh, type of weaponry. They're coming to get the king of kings with weapons. Let's see what's going to happen here because I really want you to see this. Catch the scene. This is a very tense scene. The heat is on. Just take a minute to think about that even in natural times. Let's say they're coming to arrest someone that you know, um, you're a leader, and they, the SWAT team is with them along with other officials, and they have these guns, and they're coming to take it. So this is very tense scene here, all right? Let's look on and look at verse number four. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, whom seek ye? Now stop right there for a second. When I saw this, I was about to flip my lid. This was something so powerful. The Bible says Jesus went forth. That is, Jesus is standing with the group, standing with the disciples. When Jesus sees danger coming, he comes out from the group and he speaks. Jesus went forth as if to say, boys, stand back. I got you. Oh, I love that. I love that. When the flock is in trouble, the shepherd goes forth. Glory to God. When, when there's problems at home, daddy goes forth. Glory to God. Jesus goes forth. He goes forth and he begins to talk to those, um, those soldiers, those who are carrying weapons, coming and threatening him and the disciples with him. He steps out. He doesn't send them to the door. He goes to the door. Hallelujah. And in so many words, he goes out front. Look at this. Let's go on. Look at verse number five. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. They Remember, Jesus asked the question, verse four again. He says, whom seek ye? Who, 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 who do you want? 
Verse 5, they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. Now, again, the other Gospels um, bring about the fact that Judas kissed the Lord. All right. But uh, John doesn't bring that out. So even though there was a kiss, Jesus still asked them, who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you seek? Judas uh, also being with them. Now, listen to the next part. This is some wonderful stuff here. You've got to get your Holy Ghost imagination in gear to get this. This is awesome. All right. So verse six says, as soon as, uh, rather, verse six, as soon then as he said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Do you see that? Now, once again, they're coming with, Swords, they're coming with weaponry. They're coming with torches and, and lanterns. They're, this is an angry mob that's coming to get Jesus. That Judas, the, the, the devil, has riled up a lot of people. He's using Judas to betray Jesus at this moment. And so here's this mob of soldiers and high priest servants and people from the Pharisees. Now, we've talked about them a lot. They hated Jesus' guts, right? And so they're all riled up. They're coming to get Jesus. Jesus stands out in front of the disciples and says, hey, boys, you know, get back here. He stands out. He went forth and said, uh, who do you seek? Whom do you want? Jesus said, I am he. Verse number, verse number five again, Jesus said, I am he. And then the Bible tells us that Judas also, which betrayed him, was with him. Verse number six, let me read that one more time. As soon then as he said unto them, I am he, they the, the soldiers, the, uh, this mob, they went backward and fell to the ground. As Jesus declared, I am he. Whew! As he declared that he is the great, I am, I am he. The power that went forth made them stagger back and fall to the ground. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, this is so wonderful. Now understand something. I want you to see about the, the weapons because they're bringing their weapons, their swords, and Jesus just, just oh so ever slightly releases the weaponry out of his mouth. I am he. And with a word, <laughs> with a word, they all fall back. They all fall back into the ground. Oh, my God. Now, this is very important. I want you to see, because this same sort of scene, you will catch there also in the book of Revelation. When the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet, is going to unite the entire world against the Lamb of God, against Jesus. And in that battlefield called Megiddo, they're going to turn their weapons against the king of glory. Jesus will be riding back on his horse with, with a name on it that no one knows. Hallelujah. Uh, it may read King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. He's a great conqueror. And he's coming with the saints. And he's coming to take this world over. Well, the Antichrist is going to raise his weapons. And at that point, Jesus is going to speak a word, one word, or maybe a group of words. I think one word. And the whole thing is going to be over. <laughs> that's something. So they'll come, man will come with their, with their maybe nukes and, and missiles and, you know, bullets or whatever, ray guns. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but they're going to turn all that weaponry to Jesus. 
as Jesus comes out of the sky. They may say, well, he's some sort of alien. I'm not sure what's going to happen then. But Jesus is going to say a word, and it's going to be over. <laughs> it's going to be over. This is powerful. And so here, they come to Jesus, here in John, they come to Jesus with their weapons. And Jesus says, I am he. I am he. <laughs> and they all, they all fall backwards and falls down. Now, he could have ended the whole thing at that moment, but he didn't. And I, I just love, uh, what's, what's the word? I just love the meekness of the Lord, the, the self-control, the Lord's temperance. Because he could have just done it all right there. He could have just done it, but he did not. Meekness is strength under control. Meekness is not a weakness. It is strength under control. This is wonderful. I, <laughs> I love this. I really do. This is awesome. Look at verse number seven now. Then asked he them again, whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, I'm sure they, <laughs> you know. Verse 8, Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. Let these go their way. He takes care of his disciples. <laughs> I love that, man. I love it. I told you that I am he. I told you I'm he. He said, if you want me, let my boys go away there. Let them go on their way. Let them go on their way. And look at verse number nine, that the saying might be fulfilled, which he spake uh, of them, which thou gavest me, have I lost none. Now things continue to get a little bit heated here. Obviously the disciples didn't realize the power that was released. It was all still heated. Verse 9 talks about some of that heat. I'd rather verse 10 talks about it. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servants and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Now, so Peter gets involved here, right? <laughs> he gets involved. He takes out his sword. And that boy, is, he, that man is good with the sword, right? So precise, he cuts off the ear. So there's bloodshed right here, right? Bloodshed, he and cuts it off. Now, we know only John tells us, I believe only John tells us the name of the high priest, uh, soldier, uh, servant that, was, that, was, that, that happened, that his ear was cut off. We know his name. His name is Malchus. Malchus, by the way, means king or kingdom. King or kingdom. Now, that's a prophetic picture. Peter cuts off the ear. Ear talks about hearing, right? He cuts off the hearing of the kingdom. Woo, did you get that? If Jesus had let this go, this whole thing go, with Peter cutting people and let there be a great, um, the other disciples I'm sure had swords as well. If he let this thing go and let them fight for him and let there be a bloodbath and he goes away, there would be no more hearing of the kingdom. He would not have gone to the cross and died for our sins. This had to come to pass. This had to happen. So Peter cuts off the ear of Malchus. Now, I'm sure he probably did not know what was going on here. But in effect, he was going to cut off the hearing of the kingdom. Hearing off the king, cutting off the kingdom message, the hearing of the kingdom message. So Jesus is about to restore this. He's about to restore this. Look at verse number 11. 
Then said Jesus unto Peter, put up thy sword into, into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Ananias first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest the same year. All right, so that's really, as far as this part is concerned, that's the conclusion of that. And of course, it goes on. I want to slip over now. Uh, to the book of, yeah, let's go over to the book of Luke. Book of Luke, because Luke tells you about, more about the whole ear cutting off thing, and we see the, the miracle that would take place there. So let's look at that. And then there's more surrounding that, that whole ten, tension moment, moment of tension. So let's look at Luke. Luke 22, verses 48 through 51. This time we'll read this out of the New Living Translation. It says here, but Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw what was, what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought the swords, and one of them struck at the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. Now we know, again, it was Peter. One, the one of them is talking about is Peter. Right? He slashed off the high priest's uh, servant's ear. Look at verse 51. Here's the miracle. 51 says, But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. I just love the compassion of Jesus. In this tense moment, they're coming. Judas is betraying him with a kiss. And so this, there's an emotional battle. Judas, I have loved you. I have done everything for you. And you still betray me for a few dollars. But the Lord knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. The, the, the disciples are riled up. They're getting out their swords. And Peter takes out the sword and cuts the ear off. Jesus diffuses the whole situation. He says, no more of this. No, people will hear the kingdom message. And so what does Jesus do? I'm sure he picks, the, picks that ear up and heals the man. The Bible says again, verse 51, and he touched the man's ear and healed him. I can see the Lord pick it up, pick the ear off the ground, blow it off there. So here, man, put on his head. The one that was coming to execute him, his enemies, he still heals him. Now here's a case to, about this healing. The Bible does not say this man had any faith. This Malchus had any faith. Obviously, he was not a believer in Christ, but Jesus healed him through compassion and through love. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Look at the mercy and grace. And that's, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like him. But I'm telling you, as we, as we are attaining or striving to be more like him every day, there is a price to be paid. But, oh, God, the power involved in it is astronomical, man, astronomical. Now, I want to show you one more thing about this whole tense moment here because uh, Matthew brings out some more information that the others don't bring out either. So let's check out Matthew. Uh, again, I love John because John, I believe, is the only one that brings out the I am he. 
and they all stagger back. It's like, it's like some sort of a sci-fi movie as the waves of power goes out and knocks them off of their feet. <laughs> it's just, oh, I love the Lord. This is just, this is awesome. All right, look at Matthew. Matthew brings out another point of how powerful the Lord is and how he restrained himself from acting in this moment. Matthew 26. Let's look at a few verses here. Verse 51 through uh, 54. It reads like this. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Again, we know that's Peter. All right, verse 52. Then said Jesus unto them, unto him, put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Verse 53. Thinkest now, I love this, as Jesus responds to Peter. Peter, put away your butter knife. <laughs> put away your butter knife. Put away your sword. Let me tell you real power, Peter. You don't understand. Let me tell you this, this real power. Look at verse 53. He says, Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently or immediately, immediately give me more than 12 legions of angels. Now, a legion uh, is between three and 6,000 in Roman terms. So I believe we can take 6,000. The average was about 6,000. Jesus said, I can pray the Father, he will give me 6,000. Or he said, I can pray for 12 legions, or 12 times 6, which gives us 72,000. Jesus said, I can pray for the Father, and he will instantly send me more than, he said, more than 12 legions of angels, or more than 72,000 angels. Now, we read also in the Old Testament how one angel, one angel, uh, destroyed, I believe, over 100,000 or some, so many thousands of, of soldiers, enemy soldiers to Israel in one night. In one night. So you're talking about over 72,000 angels? You know, the Lord would have been defended, not from just that little group there, but, you know, from the whole planet he could have dealt with. But he restrained himself for you and for, and for me. One more time, verse 53 says, Thinkest thou that I cannot uh, pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than 12,000, rather more than 12 legions of angels? But look at verse 54. Why didn't you, why, Lord Jesus, didn't you let this happen? Verse 54 says, But how shall, but, but how then shall the scripture be fulfilled, that thus it must be? He said, if I do that, Peter, if you strike with your sword, guys, if you, do, if you try to stop, I won't be able to go to the cross. This has to happen. I know you love me, but I have to do this. I often thought many years ago, you know, that if I was in Bible time, if I, had a, if I can get a time machine and go back, I would stop that happening to Jesus. One, the Lord would not have allowed that to happen. And two, it must have happened. He had to take our place the innocent died for the guilty so that the guilty could become innocent, so that you and I could be righteous in the sight of God. Jesus had to atone for our sins. He had to take our sins away. So he could have stopped it. Oh, my goodness, he could have stopped it through his word. I am he. 
He could have allowed Peter and the disciples to raise their swords and, and continue to cut off the hearing of the kingdom, but he did not allow it. He could have called down more than 12 legions of angels, but he didn't. So he could save us to secure our salvation, to secure our loving relationship with our heavenly father. I love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. And thank you for doing that for us. Mm. Well, my friends, again, that concludes this series. And I pray that you were really blessed. And before we go, I want to pray a, a prayer for you for your healing and for your deliverance. I know that the Lord still heals today. The Bible declares in the book of Isaiah that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, with the wounds inflicted upon his body, we are healed. I believe the Lord still heals today. And I believe also that he'll heal you. Won't you pray with me now as we pray for this healing, as we pray for your healing and your deliverance as we conclude this series. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, oh, we thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for sending him to, to take our place upon the cross. Thank you for his precious blood that was shed on our behalf so that we could have a right to the tree of life, so that we could know you as Father, as Abba, as God. Thank you for washing our sins away from us as far as the east is from the west. We thank you for restoring us to new life and giving us strength in Christ Jesus. So Father, I bring to you my friend that is right now listening and watching wherever they are from all around the world. I ask you, Father, to touch them, to heal them and to deliver them in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the power of the Holy Spirit invade that place. Lord, I pray that healing virtue will flow. Healing virtue will flow through this, uh, through this iPad or tablet or television or phone or speaker system. However they're listening or watching, Father, I pray by the stripes of Jesus, your friend, Lord God, your beloved is healed. Lord God, I declare that in the name of Jesus, whatever's holding them, whatever's binding them, I rebuke every curse off of their lives. Lord, I resist the enemy and I break every chain in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that they go free. And Lord, I declare, as you said over, over the tomb of Lazarus, when Lazarus came forth, you said, loose him and let him go. So therefore, I declare this word to your beloved. I declare that every chain, everything that is holding them must break now in the name of Jesus. And I declare your healing. So my friend, just receive this right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare by the stripes of Jesus, by his blood shed upon the cross, by the power of his resurrection, that you are healed and delivered in Jesus' name. I break the power of fear, worry, and anxiety off of your life in Jesus' mighty name. And I declare that your miracle has come. Oh, receive that now in Jesus' name. Receive the Father's love for you, his great love for you. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, my God, I'm telling you, now is the time. There's no special prayer, there's no special formula. You just have to believe. 
that Jesus died for you. He took your place. Repent, turn from your sins and call upon his name. Confess him as your Lord and Savior. And I'm telling you, Jesus will enter in and he will help you. Amen? Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this series. I had a great time and I look forward to being back with you in the next series. So stay tuned. We'll be back next week. The next series won't start next week, uh, but it will begin soon enough. I'm telling you, it really will. All right. Well, don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's video and audio and the entire series and so much more. So check it out. If you're joining us by way of YouTube, give this video a thumbs up and leave a comment if you like. We love to hear from you guys so much. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and he proved his love for you upon the cross, giving his life for you. All right, guys, love you too. And we will see you on the next time. All right, bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.